I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. What have we got on the menu this week? Uh, this week, we are starting off with a delicious appetizer of Worst Things First, where I shout about the worst, most stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving straight into our entree because we got the crossover episode you've all been waiting for. What? I know. Everybody has been on their toes just waiting for this. The co-hosts of the podcast, Back Issue, are joining me and Barry on the pod. That's right. Tracy Clayton and Josh Gwynn are here to talk about pop culture, an array of birds, whole genres of television we can't stand, and so much more. Yeah, we had so much fun with them. We were like, fuck it. We'll make it the whole episode. Make it the whole episode. We're the ones in charge here. Yeah. But before all that, Barry, how's your quarantine going this week? Oh, Mytholomew. It's truly been Mytholomew. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, anybody's name. It's yours now. Truly a bad week. But you know what? I'm wearing an outfit that I wore to Disneyland, which is uh, a matching shirt pants combo that has a bunch of chef knives on it. I've been popping melatonin like it's nobody's business to go to sleep. And I've been having, you know, I'm getting through it. So so I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling great now. How about you? <laughs> Good, I guess. Well, I thought first I thought I broke my washing machine because I tried. Oh, yeah. I tried to wash my weighted blanket in it, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which like I looked at the tag. It says machine wash. But I guess like, you know, that could be any machine. Right. Does it mean an industrial machine? You're a machine. Exactly. Which is typically how I wash anything above like 20 pounds is mm-hmm. I just I insert it into myself. And then I I swallow some soap and I jumble it around. Oh, right. And then I poop it out. And then it's usually it's clean. Mm -hmm. That's how I clean all my jewelry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fine to wash a weighted blanket. And then the washing machine. Also, I added a whole bunch of towels to the same wash. (laughs) (laughs) And then it started making a horrible noise. And then the guy came in and he was like, yeah, sometimes it just makes that noise. (laughs) Oh, I don't love that. (laughs) The whole time he was like, did you try running it without the towels? And I was like, no, I didn't just run it on empty. Uh, But he was like, I mean, just, yeah, it's sometimes little like make that noise. I have a bunch of residents who like if they put heavy stuff in, it just makes that noise, but it's fine. And then I literally ran it the same and it was fine. Somewhere in there, there's like a metaphor for your mental health and like stability. But the everything is fine. Don't freak out. And yeah, now I have a clean weighted blanket, which I did just tweet this like minutes ago. But really, I don't think a weighted blanket is cutting it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've realized that weighted blanket is not a replacement for another human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only it were. 
someday we'll have that technology, but not today. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start this freaking show. Alright, worst things first. Let's chat about the worst news of this week. First, a man in St. Augustine, Florida, only in Florida, was caught on surveillance video allegedly stealing cat blood from a veterinary clinic. Okay, time to party. (laughs) Or cast spells? Yeah, I really like this first stop cat blood, next stop, like poisoning the town well. The St. John's County Sheriff's Office posted pictures showing a man who walked up to the door of the, get this, this is what a fabulous name for a, for a vet, the Anastasia Cat Clinic. I bet you walk in there, there's just Fabergé eggs everywhere. Oh, yes. A lot of velvet curtains. Mm-hmm. Just a, just a, a Russian tea room. Um, a nice portrait of Rasputin. All of the little catnip toys are all Rasputin's dick. Okay. <laughs> it's famous. He has a famous dick. Why? I don't. It's isn't it like insanely huge and like maybe they like kept it. I don't Wait, remember. I'm not this. making this. <laughs> Rasputin. You may recall famously penis. that I read one book about uh, about Rasputin's penis, the Mad Monk's mythical magical uh, member. <laughs> Who wrote this article, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Is this the foot-long preserved penis of Rasputin? Okay, so I'm not going to like read these, but I am right. Well, good for her. What was her name? The Empress. Anastasia? No, her mom. It was, wasn't was it her mom who like ran shit after... Well, I don't remember. I literally only know the story of Anastasia the Fox movie. Um, so don't ask me about the real story. The Fox? Weren't they people in that movie? No, no, no. I mean Fox, like the company. Oh, I thought it was Disney. No, it wasn't. It was 20th Century Fox. Fine. Bitch, get your history right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the man was seen touching and inspecting a blood box before leaving the area And then about 20 minutes later, a truck seen in the parking area in a man wearing the same clothing walked up to the clinic and took the box, which contained four vials of cat blood. So it wasn't like he just ran up and grabbed whatever box. He he pre-inspected it, knew that there was vials of cat blood in it, and then was like, this is the box that I would like to take home for mother. (laughs) And according to investigators, the blood vials amounted to a $600 loss. How much is cat blood? Because I need to be getting... Yeah. (laughs) That is a business I would love to run. I'm just going to start... I'm going to start breeding cats and then selling vials of their blood. Anyway, shout out to this guy because he's $600 richer. Next! Officials with the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in New York, a.k.a. the MTA, a.k.a. full government name, the subway people, a.k.a. the people who run the trains, not the people who make the sandwiches. Mm. Just so we're clear. Thank you. They suspended this week three railroad workers after discovering they had turned a storage room beneath one of the subway tracks into an unauthorized man cave. Hell yeah. 
replete with a television, a refrigerator, a microwave, and a futon. Hell yeah. <laughs> the mole people are real. Suspend? They should be fucking promoted. <laughs> oh my God. They should be union leaders. Like, come on. Yeah. They, they just were living the full mole people life. The mole people are real. And apparently they're just bros. They're just bros doing bro stuff in their man cave that they made beneath the subway. Especially like in these times, like they've got a, a home full of families. Everybody's zooming all the time. You just need a break. You know, you need a little man cave. You don't you don't have that in your New York apartment. You get it under the subway. I'm really not interested unless they're going like gangbang in that place. Mm. What do you need a secret man cave for? I mean, man cave. It's right there in the name. Right. The name man cave is basically the most perfect metaphor for a butthole that I can think of. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure it didn't. Wasn't that a lyric in in that Cardi B song? Sure. Park your your truck in this cave or something. (laughs) Well... Wow, park your truck yeah. in this cave. Matt Bellisai, sex poet. That's why, uh, that is why, yeah, I studied poetry. <laughs> anyway, the MTA Inspector General, which is a real position, said, quote, many a New Yorker has fantasized about kicking back with a cold beer in a prime piece of Manhattan real estate, especially one this close to good transportation. <laughs> you know what I would absolutely love in uh, the letter that suspended me is just someone making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like three three men are have, have, have been suspended during a pandemic and their boss is like cracking jokes. I feel like every news release, especially from like cops who we've talked about on this show, are always cracking jokes. And it's like, not your place. This is our job, not yours. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you just focus on suspending people? Okay. She did finish by saying, but few would have the, the, the chutzpah. There you go. Chutzpah. There you go. To commandeer a secret room beneath Grand Central Terminal. It said, uh, yeah, so an investigation began after the MTA's Office of the Inspector General received an anonymous tip in February 2019. (laughs) What were they doing for a full year? I feel like every, every inspection that's ever happened takes so long. And I'm like, I feel like I could figure this shit out in a week tops. Yeah, what kind of, were they, did they have someone like tailing these men for a year and a half? This is why we'll never get the goddamn subways fixed. If it takes them a year and a half just to find a man cave beneath Grand Central Terminal, excuse me, there's no way. They, they got this anonymous tip in February 2019 alleging that there was a man cave under Grand Central with a couch and a flat screen TV where three specific employees would, quote, hang out and get drunk and party. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just, you know what? This person who's who gave this anonymous tip was just mad that they weren't invited. Absolutely. Which is literally what happened for sure. Oh yeah, no, and I'm like afraid that I would have been the narc here. I apps if you didn't if you don't invite me, guess what? I'm bringing the whole party down. <laughs> <laughs> it was very me energy. And finally. A serial robber in Cape Town, South Africa, was officially evicted and imprisoned last week after leading multiple raids on residential homes in the Cape Town suburbs. The robber? A powerful baboon. 
named Kataza. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> My dad at Brookfield Zoo when he was little, I think I'm going to get this story right. When he was little, you used to be able to like feed the baboons, but then they would come up and start like stealing shit from you. Yeah. Because back then zoos like barely even had fences. It was really just you walk into a room full of animals and just kind of like see who makes it out alive. Right. Every zoo is a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. If you don't care whether you live or die. <laughs> So there is like a whole section of the like Cape Town government called the Baboon Technical Team that just deals with baboons in Cape Town. Hell yeah. Because there are around 15 baboon troops in the greater Cape Town area and something in the region of 500 baboons. Damn. Those are not like squirrel sized. No, they're full ass baboons. (laughs) like red red assed yeah just not even red though because it's also like it's a sunset right it is every color of the rainbow is god's canvas all around that that butthole (laughs) that's how that's how the women baboons are like you know who i'm gonna fuck the guy with the that bright ass over there those little lady baboons and i have a lot in common exactly before i even look at someone's face I, I say, let me see that colorful butthole. So I guess like they do have this problem of like urban baboons coming into the, the suburbs and like wreaking havoc and like stealing a bunch of shit. And they so they have this technical team whose job it is to go around and like shoot them with paintballs. OK, as if they weren't uh, colorful enough. <laughs> How yeah, how will you even know if you hit one? <laughs> you hit it on the butt. Congrats. You're just adding to the Jackson Pollock that is that backside. <laughs> um I hate that though. Why are they yeah. shooting like it's an animal? Congrats, you built an entire metropolis in the wilderness. Well, like the rest of us. I, I mean this that's just all of civilization. <laughs> yeah. There is a group called Baboon Matters, which doesn't... (laughs) No, boo, bad name. Um, Yeah, that is like baboons are a wild animal. Like they're behaving like they're supposed to. They're not doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing. I mean, I think they're organizing, but that's fine. I mean, they are organizing, but that's what (laughs) they do. So this particular guy, Kataza... He was sort of like a leader and they keep like rap sheets on these baboons. (laughs) So he he had like a particularly bad rap sheet. Um, They'd watched him since April where he raided five houses that were occupied. Um, And then the final straw came when he led his troop on 15 raids throughout July and August. Damn. (laughs) This is Fred the goat level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're all coming together. They tried setting him loose in like another better behaved troop and hope that it would like calm him down. (laughs) (laughs) But did he just end up radicalizing that troop? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So finally they like jailed him and he is now being kept in like solitary confinement. There's now, like, a a whole activist group who is leading a campaign to, like, have him freed and brought back home to where his, his, like, home troop is. Because they're like, yeah, first of all, he's depressed and isolated in in baboon prison. And also, like, he's just doing what they do. 
They did say sometimes they put baboons down if they're like too they're too mischievous. Oh no. It's just too sad. It's too sad. Let Rafiki free. I feel like all baboons deserve to be baboons and to uh, take out their big call for juicy asses whenever they want. <laughs> Steal whatever you want. Unless you're the squirrel that broke into my kitchen, in which case, death. Paintball to your fucking face. <laughs> And on that note, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we got Back Issue podcast co-hosts Tracy Clayton and Josh Gwynn on the pod. My guest complainers today are podcast royalty. Uh, Three-time guest complainer Tracy Clayton, host of the podcast's plural another round strong black legends and we have josh gwynn who produced strong black legends and used to work on unhappy hour they are now both hosting back issue a podcast about nostalgia and pop culture welcome josh and tracy thanks for having me for the 800th and one time it's so great to be back so fun it's great to know that you are just a continuous font of complaining. It's my favorite hobby. It really is. It's what's keeping me sane during this whole time of the world burning. Same. All <laughs> of us. Just got to let it out. You just got to let it out. Also, Barry is joining the party this time. I am. Barry, I you know, Barry, figured Barry. if it's a true back issue, unhappy hour crossover, you know, we, we just all had to be on mic for it. Basically, I weaseled my way in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we always start, you all know, with what is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves. And we can, we can make it specific to pop culture, but it okay. doesn't have to be. Okay. As you said, Matt, like I used to, in, I started as an intern on this show. I produced yeah. this show with Barry. I have been waiting for this moment. I have a list of things that I'm ready to 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 talk about that I hate. I I know you you have a laundry list, <laughs> and I, I want to get to all of them. Okay, so first, Game of Thrones. People <laughs> loved it. They had watch parties. I already took AP Euro. I'm not doing this again. It gives me flashbacks. Who are these people? What are their alliances? What are their names even? Like, it's just too much. Speaking of television, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and The Wire. (laughs) Just going hard. Look, I've been waiting for this moment, Barry. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) We're not even naming one show at a time. We're just We're getting entire night lineups. Of we have a thesis. <laughs> uh, TGIF. No, I'm just kidding. TGIF was everything. But The Sopranos, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and The Wire. Every white, musty-ass boy in college that had that poster of those two girls kissing on their wall, like I think it was called <laughs> The Kiss, what? told me to watch these shows because they were like the best thing that's ever happened to television. It's prestige television. The fact that they themselves told me to watch it is the reason that I'm not going to. Yeah, I, okay. I'm just like not here I, for it. I respect that. I just wanted to jump in and say I, I do respect that. The concept of not liking something just because so many other people do, I identify. You I know? identify. Me too. Me too. I mean, that is, yeah, basically the premise of Unhappy Hours. Let's, <laughs> let's shit on things that everybody else loves. I mean, there. Uh, yeah, Josh, we were talking about... Um, 
there is a certain type of fan for some of these things that like you ruin it. You ruined it by by liking it by liking by it. liking it this much, and uh, now mm. I can't enjoy it because you're annoying. And yeah, <laughs> especially when the fandom is also uh, also exhibits other horrible traits, like mm-hmm. having uh, the poster of two girls kissing hanging up. <laughs> Tracy, do you know this poster? I don't, but I feel like I get it anyway. Like, I feel right. like I know the type of dude that y'all are talking about. Uh-huh. I feel like a translator. There is, like, if you went uh, on sack any... in the quad, that mm. poncho that's, like, woven together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that dude. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing to me that I've never seen this poster when I, like, exclusively were... I was, like, with straight white men who loved yeah. The Wire and Breaking Bad and all those things in college and I just I feel I feel blessed that I've never seen this poster so congrats to me really is what, is what congratulations, I'm congratulations to say Barry, yeah. thank you so much um, I'm still offended great. by all the things you said Josh and that's okay <laughs> the poster is literally called The Kiss and it right. is of two um, yeah two women it's lying like a out tattoo ripoff and they're like on a like it's awful man like yeah are they blonde? The girls one, in the poster. I think one. It's in black and white, but I think one of them is blonde and one of them is a brunette. Yeah, mm. diversity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. diversity that we can all get behind. But mm-hmm. yeah, you walk into someone's like dorm room and they have that on the wall, and you're like, I know that there's a, just a sock somewhere in this room. Absolutely, uh, submit ew. hard. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Um, like I can hear it somehow. The Not crunch. Happy. The crunch. Oh, you accidentally happy. step on something and you're like, oh no, that was a bag of chips. And then you look down oh! and it's like, no. <laughs> it was a sock. So <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we have a laundry list from, from jo- that was only scratching the surface. But Tracy, do you have an item? <sighs> I do, I do. So I w- I hesitated earlier because I was like, I don't know, this might might be a little controversial. Maybe I should pick something else. Mm-mm. But um, fuck it, the world's in it anyway. What you gonna do? Come and fight me? No, it's not <laughs> worth it. It's a pandemic. You're not going outside. So, um, I think that I am officially ready to declare. Oh no! That I hate cats. Oh, same. <laughs> okay, All right. I same. think so. Wow. And see, I feel like this is, um, I mean, I I thought I liked cats, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realized, aside from the attitude problem, <laughs> aside from just, like, the lack of general respect, like, mm-hmm. um, they don't like me. I have tried to make friends with several cats. They will, like, if I'm meeting a cat for the first time with someone else who's also meeting this cat for the first time, fuck me. Just all up in the other person's face. Mm-hmm. So I know it's me. I know it's personal. And so I'm like, why am I putting in all this energy to tolerate these terrible creatures? They're awful. So fuck them, I think. Yeah, they know. I have the, uh, yeah, where it's like they they attack me. Mm. Yeah. Well, at least they pay attention to you. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say They usually are just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> this is my air that you are breathing. Please It's stop. just like you can't have an attitude and not pay rent. 
pick a struggle. You can. Yeah. You cannot. One <laughs> offense. Tops. They have they have such a strong attitude for someone where it's like, if I didn't feed you, guess what? You would die. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to calm down. Because you rely on me for life. But the part of me is like, you know what? They probably wouldn't. Like, they would eat me if I have talking as if I have cats and I absolutely don't. (laughs) I never will. Mm. Are you, um, whenever I'm on the like dating apps and someone, Mm -hmm. like, people draw pretty hard lines around cats and dogs. And whenever I see someone with a cat, I'm like, cat dad. Bye, cat dad. I don't know <laughs> not what I'm looking work. for. Not at all. I just, and I also think that like, so unconditional love, I feel like, is the point of a pet, right? Mm, I need absolutely. someone that I cannot disappoint. Mm. I need somebody who does not know how terrible I am at my job. Well. Or, <laughs> or what I said to my mom last mm. night. You know, it doesn't matter what I do. Fido is just like, yo, man. I love you so much and I will be there for you in your corner. I don't know most things and that's why. But I feel like cats, they just they just know what you did and they judge you for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to come home to somebody who treats me like my shitty boss at my cubicle factory. You know? It's yeah, just they, not... have, they have a long memory and I don't like it. I don't either. I don't mm. either. So I think I, I think they're too aware for me is what I'm trying to say. I lived with a cat for like a year. It was my friend's cat. We were living together and he like mostly stayed away. And I was like, whatever, I guess we won't be best friends and snuggle. And then one day I was sitting on the couch and he came up to me and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And he was like, about (laughs) to snuggle. I was like, oh my God, he's like gonna snuggle me. And then he looks me right in the face and then he just like exorcism style sneezed seven times all over me. And I was like, you filthy bitch. How dare you? Why? They don't care. It was one of the like most offensive things anyone has ever done to me. Right. So. Ew. Um, yeah, I'm on your side, Tracy. Is my point. Thank you. A Thank friend you. of oh. mine has a cat, and she asked me to she asked me to um, cat sit it while she was away, and all it did was sit on a bookshelf and stare at me unblinkingly, <laughs> and then when it came down, it it duped me into petting it. On its stomach, which is apparently like the the button you press to activate the, its bitch mode, because that <laughs> motherfucker it rolled over, presented its stomach, and I was like, okay, it wants a scratch, and I touched its stomach, and like one second in, it it turned into like Michael. It was like Michael Jackson Thriller. It was like yeah. <laughs> And I got I got mauled. That's emotional abuse. Yeah. And it drew blood. It drew blood. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. And I still hold a grudge. You should. You should. Um, okay, so cats. <laughs> any <laughs> any others before I <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna um censor you from, from letting it all out. I I've said this several times before, but I feel like it warrants saying again. Owls are not even fucking smart they're not (laughs) they're stupid but they look like little librarians (laughs) no no one else feels that way I feel like Big Owl has done a great job of of trying to paint an image 
Exactly. Of owls as like intellectual, they all wear graduation caps and like. <laughs> exactly. They know how to get to the bottom of the Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Yeah. See, we've been fed lies by the man. We have. Yeah. We have. Also, they're creepy as fuck. They are really, really, really creepy. Like, have you ever just like looked at an owl? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't trust anything that can turn its head like 180 degrees. Like Mm-mm. that's Mm-mm. like real creepy. It's not right. They also don't have souls. Really, the only time I ever really thought about birds was when I was little. I used to be obsessed with this book series called Animorphs, and uh-huh. <laughs> one of the main characters, Tobias, gets stuck as a red-tailed hawk, and I always just thought that was so sad, but also like liberatory like what a strong independent <laughs> life i don't know i don't really give birds a lot of a lot of thought <laughs> also the you're the only person i've ever heard who's actually read animorphs and doesn't has didn't just look at the cover girl exactly i read all I of them i read the the they had like all these like what do you call them like the books that are canon, but they're not part of the like num- numerical series. Like oh, I read yeah. those as well. I watched the awful show that was like one season on Nickelodeon that had the gu- that had like Iceman from X Men <laughs> or his twin. I get confused. What? <laughs> Wait, what would you want to anamorph into? That was my favorite part of the entire book series. Is that like the personality of the characters would change depending on what animal mm-hmm. that they turned into and. To take a quote out of, you know, my spiritual leader's book, I love whales and (laughs) I would love to become some sort of like, you know, sea sea mammal, like a Mm -mm. whale. Bad choice. Terrible choice. uh, No. Whales are too big. Uh, They're too big. What about a manatee? I love manatees. manatees As long as I was in a boat free zone. Manatees are aggressively fine. Like, I don't understand. They don't really look like mermaids, like the sailor stop dummies. And they don't do anything really. They just kind of like. I'm obsessed with the drunk sailors who are like, look at that mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Just absolutely not a mermaid at all. Are a beautiful matey. Uh, also, Tracy, I hope one day someone describes me as aggressively fine. That just seems like <laughs> what I aspire to. Aspirational, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal a question from Los Culturistas, another podcast. They always ask their guests, what was the pop culture moment that sort of like where, where you knew pop culture was for you? The thing that like hooked you into pop culture. Hmm. Jeez, that is a good and a big question. Um, there's so many. The first thing that comes to my mind is Divas Live. Uh-huh. Um, there was this concert called Divas Live on MTV, and it had like all of the great divas: Gloria Estefan, Celine Dion, um, Aretha Franklin. Um, Shania Twain was there too and Mm. at the end of one of the years of Divas Live Aretha Franklin R.I.P. comes out and they're supposed to be honoring the songwriter Carol King Um, Mm. and Aretha (laughs) Aretha says like would you guys hate me tonight if I didn't sing this song would you forgive me I didn't sing this song 
And Carol King was supposed to start singing Natural Woman, and Aretha like takes the mic and just starts singing it instead of her, <laughs> even though they're like honoring Carol King. And yes. she t- steals the entire show as the queen of soul, as she should have. But then she takes it to like church at the end of it. Everybody else is like, let me step back. Like it's Aretha freaking Franklin. Like I'm going to be in the background like I should be. Everyone except Celine Dion, who steps forward and does like a riff off with Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I remember just sitting there looking at the television transfixed <laughs> by like mm. all of the internal diva politics that were breaking down and being held up at the moment. I just thought it was so cool. That was I a love great that. and detailed answer. Yeah. <laughs> that Beautiful. really made a lasting impression. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm over here trying to think what what touched me and my soul and my spirit like that. Um, okay. I think... All that on Nickelodeon. Yes. I think that's when I was like, I might be able to do something like this. Because like it's like young kids Mm. being funny and being really random. I self-identify as random to this day. And it was just really, really neat to see all this weird shit. Like, do y'all remember? (laughs) Do y'all remember... um, What's the boy whose face was a piece of pizza? Anybody? Pizza oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> How did I pizza it's just face? called pizza face. Yeah, and His they were they were making fun of like face. teenage acne. Yes, yes. And there was this <laughs> other character yeah. who had like really baggy pants. His name was Bag and Sag and Barry. And all he did was like pull weird stuff <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> And I'm just looking at this like this makes no sense. And I also want to do this somehow, you know, mm. like it captured the weirdness of my sense of humor, I guess. Wow. Right. That was also <laughs> where Keenan Thompson did his like bathtub. Oh, with oh the French accent. Right, everyday right. French with Pierre Escargot. <laughs> <laughs> that means, hey. Remove your toe from my grandmother's mustache. (laughs) 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 One of my faves. Yeah. Nickelodeon really had an array of non-cartoon shows. Um, Okay. Let's tell me about the podcast and like how it came about. It's just about pop culture moments that we really, really love that didn't get the attention that they deserved back in the day when it happened because um, things were a little more racist than they are now. Surprisingly, I mean, you look outside and it's like, how could it be worse? (laughs) Um, But we just get to answer random questions like what happened to girl groups? Um, Do you remember uh, Missy Elliott's singing group? Um, Just everything under the sun from like movies to music to film to yeah to (laughs) little like i feel like i wake up in the morning i doom scroll for about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then i feel like shit and so like i really like the fact that with this show back issue what we get to do is we get to go back and look at moments that made us feel good and that have lasted with us and why they've lasted with us. And um, we get to use nostalgia as like, 
what's the word? Like armor to like make it through the day. Cause like this, like I'm gesturing <laughs> generally outside of my closet where, <laughs> where I am right now. Um, right. Things suck. And so it's, it's, I feel like we, a lot of us have like this pressure to like constantly be engaged and constantly know what's going on in order mm-hmm. to feel like you're politically aware. And that is at odds with mental health. That is at yeah. odds with taking care of yourself. And so sometimes it, it's a very good idea to like, you know, dig back in the crates and be like, America's Next Top Model was a mess. Like, what did we, <laughs> how did we as a culture like let this happen? And I think a lot of times doing that can be a very instructive, fun, humorous exercise to being able to figure out where we are now. Yeah, but like you were saying earlier, it's still really, really hard to do because you feel like you need to stay engaged and be engaged in the name of like being a good citizen Mm -hmm. and bearing witness to everything that's happening right now. So we really want to remind people that it's okay to take a break. Not only is it okay to take a break, it's it's good for you. It's good Mm -hmm. for your brain. And what is good for your brain is good for your body. Because like my body like starts to hurt if I take in too much of the news and stuff. You know, I'm just like, why does my pancreas hurt? I don't even know what my pancreas. (laughs) does but it's hurting and I don't know why Um, so we just want to be like hey you know you're allowed to seek out things that comfort you and to seek out things that make you laugh like I'm not a scientist so I can't say this for sure but probably when you laugh it releases like endorphins and like stuff that makes you feel better. And endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. 100% accurate. Yes yes yeah. It is also fun, though. I mean, because your first episode is about Tyra Banks mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and revisiting the, the the craziness that was Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like the, so much shit that they did. You absolutely would never do on television now. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like you're revisiting these moments as an escape. But also it's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We really did some crazy, crazy stuff on TV in the past. Yeah. By looking into the past, you can really see how far our culture has come. And sometimes that can be like an uplifting, positive feeling. For example, like when Outside closed, I <laughs> was <laughs> like, you know, watching Tiger King like the rest of us. And I was like, okay, like what am I going to watch next? And everything just felt so like high stakes like and life just felt so high stakes that I didn't need my entertainment to feel high stakes so I was like let me watch mm-hmm. some stuff that I've already watched I are I'm already familiar with the characters and so I started watching episodes of Moesha mm-hmm. love Moesha there's a lot of fat phobia on that show like a mm-hmm. lot of fat phobia on that show and you and it was just something that was done in the 90s. You know, you made fun yeah. of someone for being fat. But so like when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel good. But then I look at like how far we've come and by no means are we where we need to be. But like how far we've come in terms of like the body positivity movement and like accepting like different forms of bodies. And it, it makes me feel good that we're not in that place anymore. You know? Yeah, I think it's great that comedy and stuff doesn't age well because that Mm -hmm. means that the rest of us are aging well. You know, like we know better now when we look at Moesha and we listen to all of the fat phobia. But like you can still enjoy Moesha, you know, like it was still a revolutionary show. Right. And I feel like everybody's always like, and when I say everybody, 
I don't know. That's another story. But I feel like everybody <laughs> like loves to focus on like canceling and like do we cancel them because of what they wrote 20 years ago? Like, no, that's dumb. You don't. Right. You know? I mean, like you measure like someone's work based on what they had. And that's that. You know? Right. Right. And back in the day they had it was fat jokes and those were OK. They're not okay now. So when you watch it, don't laugh at those parts, but you can still laugh at, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It feels different when it's a show that was in the 90s versus, I mean, I saw someone, I need to stop. My problem is I'll see a tweet that is terrible and then immediately my brain is like, let's look at all of the replies because that will be good <laughs> for my brain. <laughs> Never good. And one of the, I, I saw one recently where someone was like, cancel culture it's like this person said it said this in 2017 <laughs> get over it and it's like that was not long enough ago. <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> what is wrong with you it's like oh my god it was like two months ago get over it <laughs> yeah yeah big difference there's a big difference right there. right yeah are, are there any like pop culture moments that you're obsessed with right now to the extent that pop culture exists right now I know one for Josh. Mm. And it's actually my favorite thing, uh, what, even what? though it's your favorite thing, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, I did get obsessed <laughs> with Hamilton over the pandemic. Like, when it got released on um, Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. I, so I, when Hamilton came out in, like, theaters, I did not have enough money to see it. I entered the lottery a couple times and mm. did not win and got real was just like fuck this I'm not doing that again <laughs> and so I didn't listen I didn't engage I didn't listen I didn't watch anything because I hate listening to musicals before I can like see the musical so when it came out Tracy was like Josh like I know how much you like musicals like you would love the show and I was like okay I'm gonna watch it literally flash forward to me live texting Tracy like oh my god did you just see it like she's like no but I've seen it before what part are you at and I'm like I don't know the names of the songs but they just said the word federalist and she's like oh you're at point 48 minutes and 35 seconds of the film wait for it to get to this part oh by the silence I know that you're at this move this song and it, it was just it was really fun to like escape into like a musical for a second like that was really nice and yeah. for me, it was fun to watch somebody fall in love with a new favorite thing because, of course, I went through my Hamilton obsession and now it's kind of like um, we're we're old friends, me and Hamilton, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and it was just it was just so cute. And I was just like, I told you it was so good. I've told you I'm always right. You should just listen to me all the time. I <laughs> and now we really now we like just always talk in Hamilton references. It's really funny. Mm hmm. Had you listened to the soundtrack before, or that I was, hadn't done anything? You went in cold. Very I tried. Cold. I did suggest that you listen to the soundtrack first. I'm the same way though. Like I just want to see it all at once. Yeah. But Hamilton is so dense, and there's so many words that, like the f- the first time I saw it, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know what I'd seen, and yeah. I was like, I know that I like it, but what what was it about, and who was this person, and is that one single? Because yeah. And then, like, listening to the music, then it's like, okay, now I need to see the images again so that I can see, like, the staging on, like, wait for it or satisfied. Oh, wait which, for it. Satisfied. Mm, my goodness. Yeah. Um, uh, But, yes, I did suggest it. But I was like, yeah, you can watch it. You can rewatch it. It's it's fine. 
Right. I think the other thing, like musically, that I've been into because of the pandemic is like these verses series. Mm-hmm. I love them. I think that they're so fun. I think it's so great to like the Brandy Monica one was great. The Gladys mm. Knight, um, Patty LaBelle one was great. It's just like really fun to like see all your friends and all these celebrities and Michelle Obama on <laughs> Instagram at one time, like mm-hmm. celebrating one moment. Like what I think we don't have enough of anymore are like these like grand pop culture moments where everyone is in the same place at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. like the first time that Beyonce dropped an album and (sighs) nobody knew. Do everybody knows where they were when that happened? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And we don't have enough of those anymore. Yeah. There's no more appointment TV. I don't know who I stole it from, but I stole it from somebody. But like back in the day, you had to be in front of your TV at like 8, 830 if you want to catch Martin and live in single afterwards. Mm, right. And now it's just like, oh, I'll watch this next episode of Ratchet, which is the thing that I'm obsessed with, by the way. Um, um, what? Oh. OK. Wait, what? The, am I frozen? You froze for a second, but it was also on the point where I was like, I don't know if she's going to say that she loves it or she really hates it. And I can't wait to find (laughs) out. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know. I can't figure it out yet. To be fair, I'm only on like episode three. And then I paused to watch the movie because I was like, I need to know about her. Because it's like a prequel, right? So I needed to know about like the ending so that I could appreciate the prequel. And so I haven't picked it back up yet. I also fully didn't realize it was a prequel. I uh, I don't think I know anything about it, if that's the case. <laughs> Wait, isn't it? I Wait, fl- is it not? Oh, you, you watched a movie about it, I guess. <laughs> well, I watched it assuming that like this is telling the story of how Nurse Ratched came to be Nurse Ratched in the ward that One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest takes place in, in that universe, right? Oh, I see it. Okay, quite frankly, I couldn't remember if this was a real person or a fictional person. So, like, I clearly have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Baby, you're my favorite person in the universe. Just precious. <laughs> she only, I mean, also the name, like, I'm like, wait, that's not the person, like, the mean orphanage running lady from Annie. No, <laughs> no, it's the same type. Okay, just okay. In a different in a different situation. Cool, 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 cool. Are there pop culture moments right now that you like absolutely cannot stand, or in history that everyone mm. is obsessed with, and that you're like, Mm-mm. I know there is for me the Matrix. I can't, I could not <laughs> yeah. care less. Um, yeah. I don't care. I don't all. care. I fell asleep on it in the theater. Then I woke up and the movie was still on. So I went back to sleep <laughs> and I was like, I'm just not gonna. Um, I feel it's that way about. expensive nap. <laughs> it was the most expensive nap I've had. I tell you what. Um, I feel the same way about Star Wars. Uh, same. I just, don't, I just don't care. And that's something that I feel like people get a little self-righteous about. And mm-hmm. so like I kind of make it a point to be like, fuck this. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> fuck Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Come and find me again. You won't because it's a pandemic. So I'm gonna talk my shit. Also, Baby Yoda um, is creepy. No, wow. no, no. Improper. Improper. <laughs> Hold up. That is an incorrect opinion. I'm sorry. I think it's so weird. Baby Yoda is adorable. Mm-mm. Baby uh, Yoda makes me want to have a baby for like three seconds. Uh, and then I snap back into the reality of my bank account. Okay, but if that actually is what came out of you, like... I'd be... What like, would you do? <laughs> uh... 
great and disturbing question. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I would I would make it an Instagram page. Yeah, and get exactly. it an agent. You get it. It's on a TV show. Bam. Yeah. And That's you let exactly it pay for do. its own college and your retirement. That's mm. right. So you're not going to be another house cat in my house not paying rent. You're going to get a job. <laughs> Getting to some other items on on your your list of, of which there are pop culture moments, I want to get to your probably most controversial opinion on your on your list. I have a and feeling I know what you're gonna say. I don't know if you want to say it. Go for it. I mean, don't make the words come out of Matt's mouth. Oh my! One of the things I like about um, boy groups is that you get to choose who you like, right? Mm-hmm. If I had the choice to choose from one direction, it would not be Harry Styles. How is that controversial? Oh, he's saying this Have much you met less. Matt Bellison? <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. I just I think he's overrated. I don't think he's a good singer. I think Zayn is cuter. <gasps> I do. I do. I do. Have you seen it, Zayn? He is so Zane cute. Is, Zayn is gorgeous. He's very, very gorgeous. Harry Styles looks like that kid in like math class who like you borrow a pencil from, and like he looks at you a little too long. And you're like, All right, thanks. You know, yeah, like I just, no. I. It's hard for me to accept Harry Styles in a world where like a Jason Momoa exists you know mm. you know why why are we pitting powerful women against each other <laughs> this is not we don't have to choose <laughs> but um, if I had to choose out of one direction it would it would not be Harry Styles it would be Zane I feel like I I respect your opinion oh wow <laughs> you do I respect your right to have this opinion. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. I will say, I think my journey initially in One Direction was, mm. yeah, Harry was maybe not my like go-to. Mm. Um, and I feel like in, just in terms of like, who would I slap on like um, the cover of a H&M catalog? Yeah, Zayn. <laughs> okay, okay, that jawline? Sure. H&M catalog. But um, I feel like just the whole package of like personality and mm. and charm and charisma, it's always it's always Harry and voice. I'm gonna defend his voice. I mean, <laughs> wow, is he the guy who has that watermelon sugar song? Yeah, mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cute, but don't try to be sexy. <laughs> That's what it's I'm not saying. going the greatest, yeah. you know. There's it's just like, no sauce. I'm waiting he for him. No, no seasoning, no flavor, no nothing. Ooh. It's like I'm at the point where I he just gives me strong promposal energy. Like you know what I mean. And I'm I'm past that. Like I need <laughs> I need someone who can pay the bills. Someone with a great head of hair. Okay, he someone has with a tattoos. great head of hair. <laughs> he has <Same>. tattoos. <laughs> he has so many. Yeah, you're it's actually describing you Harry Styles truly, right He now. can definitely pay your bills. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about that. I feel like I'm at a party where someone is like shit talking my wife, who's like <laughs> in the next room. <laughs> And I'm like, God, I hope she doesn't hear this. But and but then I hope that she does overhear me defending her, um, which is is why it's only going to make your relationship stronger, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. This is like this is for all the times that I didn't stand up for myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I mean, yeah, you are you are absolutely wrong, but I sure you can feel that way. And God help your mentions if if Stan Twitter gets a hold of this clip. I just I what I appreciate what I appreciate is that this show offers the space for people to be able to complain and offer their opinions, no matter how right or wrong they are. And in my case, right. Mm. We'll see uh, who ends up being a three-peat guest complainer after this. Okay? <laughs> we'll just say that. Tracy's been back three times. We'll see who gets an invite yeah. next She time. agreed with me. <laughs> I, that's why I'm getting kicked off the show, I think. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right, though. Well, I hope you had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was a blast, uh, yeah. As uh, after after that, I don't think um, we can continue. So, but no, <laughs> you trap me by the rules of my own show, which are <laughs> you. This is a safe space, and you you shared your terrible opinion, and I have to live with it. So, <laughs> on that note, um, where can people find both of you and your podcast? Um, you can find me on the socials at Brokey McPoverty. And you can find me at Regarding Josh, unless you are coming to terrorize me about my opinions about Harry Styles, then I'm at Brokey McPoverty. Um, (laughs) You can find the show on Instagram at Back Issue Podcast, and you can talk about the show Back Issue on Twitter using the hashtag Back Issue Podcast. All right. Well, thank you for thank you both for coming on and and being a part of Unhappy Hour again. And uh, I can't wait to to have you both uh, back if you survive the onslaught. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Matt. All right. Bye. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little better. What have we got going on today, Matt? So, okay, we've been trying on this segment to talk about like something positive and uplifting that we could do to help fight racism and bigotry every week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we try to keep it positive. This week, it was tough to keep it positive. So sorry to be a downer. (laughs) But yeah, it is. I mean, this past week, it was completely fucked that the, the grand jury did not bring any murder charges against the police officers who killed Breonna Taylor. So what can we do? One big immediate thing is supporting the uh, Louisville Community Bail Fund. Mm-hmm. But also there's uh, there's a list of demands that you can share uh, either on social media or, or just familiarize yourself with so that you feel more confident in talking with other people in your community. Um, these I just got from from Anti-Racism Daily, which was the Instagram account I recommended before. Um, but they, there's the whole list that Black Lives Matter organizers in Louisville put together of demands um, like firing and revoking the pensions of the police officers who murdered Brianna. It's like... Okay, who are clearly bad at their jobs. Right. It's like, okay, a grand jury says that you can't be charged with a crime. That doesn't mean you didn't do your job in a terrible way because someone is dead so that is one of the things that should happen uh also creating an independent local community police accountability council i mean there's a whole there's a whole list of things i feel like just familiarizing yourself with that also like 
I'll be honest, I don't think I'd read like a full account of what exactly happened the night that Mm -hmm. Brianna was murdered. And so I feel like even just going to the New York Times, like reading that there's literally an entire they do a pretty good job of compiling literally everything that happened from start to finish. Mm hmm. So, like, yeah, familiarizing yourself with that, I, I don't know. It don't, nothing really feels like enough, to be honest. No. But I guess this is this is a, a start. All right. Moving on. Barry, what have you uh, been watching to bring you some joy this week? Yeah, well, I've definitely been watching things intentionally to try and bring some joy into my week. And so... Uh, there's a definite theme of just like pubescent coming of age stories. Yes. So my trio this week has been Big Mouth because I haven't watched the latest season that like came out a while ago. Bob's Burgers, which is just like a balm on any open wound internally, externally. And then Pen15, which I started watching with you at the newest season. I have already watched the second season twice. (laughs) (laughs) There's only seven episodes, but yeah. Have you finished it? I haven't. Mostly because like I love Pen15 and it's so funny, but it also is cringy. And I was in the type of mood this week where I like... Like, I also stopped watching Big Mouth because I was just like, you know what? I just need the Bob's Burgers where, like, my emotional level is completely stable with, like, a couple of laughs. But, like, otherwise, I stay up here. Right. So, but I I am ready to get back into Pen15 again because it is so good. I But I, I love Pen15 so much. I also think I said I on last week's episode that it was about them in high school. And it's them in middle school. Yeah, yeah. Seventh and eighth grade. So... Sorry, this is official retraction that I cannot <laughs> believe I got that wrong. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I've also been watching Pen15. Also, I started watching. I'd never seen an episode of it before, but I kept seeing clips of it pop up on Instagram. So that worked. That, that works. Clips, social clips got me into um, At Home with Amy Sedaris. Oh, yeah. I've seen it on airplanes. It's so stupid. So I love it so much. Cola Skull is all up in that, too. Yeah. But I like so many very funny comedy people or or guests on that. Um, If you've never seen it, Amy Sedaris plays a sort of like it's a parody version of. Yeah. uh, Like. Yeah. Yeah. What do you even call those types of shows? I don't know. It's like a home etiquette kind of right. program. It's it's definitely a show that would be a, would be called a program. Right. I mean, it was like the type of shows that came out in like the 50s to like tell mm-hmm. women how to be better housewives. <laughs> <laughs> that has now become Back like when TV was good. Right. Um, right. We've really gone downhill in terms of programs that have told women that they they can be whatever they want. <laughs> Um, but now, now it's just like HGTV and, and the Food Network. Anyway, it's like a parody of that. And it's so weird and like, and and ridiculous and escapist. I love it. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser this week is making challah. Mm. Um, I'm making challah again for Shabbat this week. I'm making a Big olive oil and salt challah, which is from Smitten Kitchen. I'm very, very excited about it. But, you know, it's uh, last week was Rosh Hashanah. 
this week that this episode is coming out the day after Yom Kippur. So it's a lot of like holiday, New Year, rejuvenation kind of stuff that uh, it's usually like I, I care way more about the Jewish New Year than like the Gregorian New Year because it's just like a... <laughs> I don't call it the Gregorian New Year. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a really... You know, nice time to like reflect and and think about how to be better in the new year. And making challah is like a nice symbolic action within that. So that's really truly been bringing me joy. What about you? Um, you goyish boy. <laughs> uh, I have been listening to Chloe and Howie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This, by the way, I, I think that I had a chaser like several weeks ago that was so long that we cut most of it. But and I think one of the things that I cut was Chloe and Hallie. Yeah. Um. So we should note that I introduced you. to. I Chloe mean, and you Hallie did. This week. I was going to say that my my mom officially blames you for corrupting me in terms of marijuana. Yeah. Um. <laughs> She also blames you for um, because I think the first time I mentioned being one time being like, I kind of want a dog at some point. <laughs> and like <laughs> I was talking to my mom and I was like, yeah, Barry, Barry was like, you should do it. And now every time she's like, I can't believe Barry told you you should get a dog. <laughs> Debbie, all I want is for you to like me. And I'm so she sorry does. that I, I've you. done so much wrong. But it's just like, I have to be careful about that initial association of anything. Because like, that is what my mom remembers, no matter what. Um, but now the third thing that you've corrupted me with is Chloe and Hallie. The video, it's only on YouTube and it upsets me that I have to watch it on YouTube and I can't listen to it on anything else of them performing forgive me live with just acoustic guitar it is so good so good i love it so much more than i mean though this actual track is great but i like it mm -hmm. i love i love the that version yeah all of their songs but like the album ungodly hour no skips no skips it is great it's so good I'm like, um, I'm still sort of like feeling out my ability to like scream sing in my, th this new apartment. Mm. Cause like, I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah. really tell how thick the walls are. And it's like in, in New York where you, you think the walls are thick and you never hear your neighbors until one time you hear them fart with a clear, like HD clarity. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Oh great. They've listened to literally everything that's ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> So I've been slowly increasing the volume on my on my at home karaoke. Mm -hmm. Is there a song in particular that you're you're enjoying? I mean, forgive me, is, karaokeing is is, yeah. is the one yeah. that I've listened to the most. So <sighs> we'll see. We'll see what my evolution is. Really, bops that bring you joy. You know, truly. And on that note, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellasine. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can also leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline. 
with your own rant that we may feature on a future episode at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. There's no resemblance to the actual song. (laughs) Could not even tell that that's what you were trying to sing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, me. 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 Oh, yeah, me.